This is an ABC podcast. Hi there, I'm Cal Wilson. Welcome to Tall Tales and True, the best stories from Australia told live. True stories from the hilarious to the heartbreaking to remind you we're all in this together. I love you. Three simple words that can surprise you and warm your heart and make you feel like the luckiest person in the world. But for Louise Newton Keogh and her siblings, it wasn't that simple. Words weren't always what they seemed. Louise is live on stage in Melbourne for The Moth. When I was younger, whenever my mother would say the words to me, I love you, I would die a little bit inside. Not because she didn't love me, And not because I didn't love her, because she did, and I do, but because that meant she was starting on another manic episode. You see, my mother struggled all her life with bipolar disorder that was undiagnosed and untreated until she was in her 50s. And it made for an interesting upbringing. Some of it was a lot of fun, and we had some wacky times, like when she dragged us out of bed at two in the morning to worship the moon. And uh, when she, I don't know how she did it, but she got a whole stash of fireworks and we had our own fireworks night in the backyard. Neighbours didn't like it, but we loved it. (laughs) But for the most part, growing up with a parent with a mental illness was really tough and challenging, particularly after my dad left. He had his own set of circumstances and he left when I was 10. Particularly after that, it was just us and her. And it was a really steep learning curve. We learnt more from mum than we did than I did in 20 years of schooling. We learnt that every year or so, this sweet, gentle, kind, beautiful woman would have what was termed then as a nervous breakdown and would transform into someone we didn't know. It was a bit like Dr Jekyll and Mr Hyde, only it was mum and what we called nutbag mum. Um, we learnt that... It was possible to have nutbag mum scream abuse in your face, steal from whatever meagre little bits you earned from your, po- from your paper round or whatever jobs we got from the neighbours, um, call your teachers to tell them what a terrible, horrible human being you were. She even called one of my uni lectures once. I don't know how she got his home number, but she did. It was possible for her to do all that and for that to be okay and for us to get past it and to forgive. We learnt compassion because for as much as we suffered, and we did, it was obvious even from that young age that there was nobody who was struggling more than mum, that, there, that she and she alone bore the brunt of this and she would have done anything to rid herself of the, what she saw as a curse. We learnt that the medical system fails people with mental health issues. It did then, it does now. Nothing's changed. And we learnt to rely on each other. We knew from a very young age that the only way we were going to get through this was if we rallied together, my brother and my three sisters and I, and protected ourselves and our mum. So my brother, when he was in year seven, took over all of the finances that include included um, talking to bank managers about the debts mum's, mum racked up, organising how to pay bills, organising a budget for the weekly shopping. My sister Mary 
at about the same age, started taking an Nana Jeep and going down to the supermarket and buying things so we had food so that mum couldn't spend it all on nothing. My job was to make sure my two younger sisters did their homework so the school wouldn't come knocking on our door to see what was wrong. We learnt to look after each other and we took it in turns to look after mum, to bear the brunt of the rages, to make sure she was okay, to just be there for her when the inevitable collapse came. But we also learnt to be vigilant because even in the stable times, and there were a lot of very good stable times, we were always on the lookout for the next time, the next episode. And unfortunately, one of the main pointers for that was, I love you. I've lost track of the amount of times I'd had conversations with my siblings and I would go something like, hey, mum loves me again. And the response would be, oh crap, here we go. And it didn't just stop there. You know, the I love you's got more and more extreme the further she elevated, often coming at the end of some hideous insult. You know, uh, you're a horrible person and I wish you'd never been born, but I love you. As if that made it okay. But it didn't. It tainted those three beautiful words for me. Um, and, and it made it almost impossible for me to be able to say them back. And I don't know what it was, but it stuck like a block in my chest. And I'd find myself, if someone said, I love you, yeah, that's, thanks for that, that's good, cool, great, yeah, good on you. <laughs> but I wasn't able to say, you know, it was hard. Until a, car, a few years ago, my mum had what we thought was the mother of all episodes, but it actually turned out to be an even worse condition. Uh, she had developed a condition called Lewy body syndrome, which is a form of dementia that is rapid and unrelenting and has destroyed her body and her mind in equal parts. Um, she now is in a really lovely care facility and she can no longer walk or feed herself or clean herself and she can barely talk. And I see her every Sunday and I hold her hand and sit with her and sometimes, sometimes I talk but some, most, and sometimes we listen to music but most of the time mum and I just sit in silence and it's very healing and it's very peaceful and I know she likes me there. But the lessons still haven't stopped because my mother says two things to me and she said only two things to me for the last year. The first one is when I get there and she says, oh, it's you, in great surprise. And she's so pleased. I say, yes, it is me. And we sit together. And then when I'm leaving, she holds my hand and she smiles with her eyes and she says, I love you, Lou. And somehow, it's actually, it doesn't hurt me anymore. It doesn't make me cringe. It actually feels right. It feels perfect. It feels beautiful. So I guess the lesson I've learnt, perhaps the last lesson I'll ever learn from my mother, is how to hear those words, I love you, and how to say them back. I love you, Mum. See you soon. Thanks, Louise. If that story brought up any issues for you, or if someone you know needs help or advice, there is support available. 
you can talk to someone at Lifeline right now on 13 11 14 or at the Suicide Callback Service on 1300 659 467. Louise was live on stage in Melbourne for The Moth, a live storytelling event and podcast with regular shows in Sydney and Melbourne. Next on Tall Tales and True, how a nine-year-old search to be cool meant letting go of fear. I was like, I've got a plan to be cool. All I have to do is go to the restaurant, get his autograph, get a photo, take the evidence to school, and it'll be instant coolness. To hear that story and more, subscribe on the ABC Listen app or go to wherever you get your podcasts from. I don't know where that is. It could be the milk bar. I'm Cal Wilson. This is Tall Tales and True.